friends, and welcome to The Seeker Podcast, that service of change where we challenge reality, question that we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, with Service of Change, where you can read my book for free, I Am Human, and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, just by going to serviceofchange.com slash I Am Human. Enter your email address and start your journey further down the rabbit hole we call reality. On this episode of the Seeker Podcast, more Podesta emails from Edgar Mitchell talking about disclosure of the extraterrestrial encounters on Earth. I've spent a lot of time over the past week uh, going through this, thinking about this show. It's a follow-up to last week's show. If you missed last week's show, go to servicetochange.com and listen to it. You're going to want to hear uh, you know, what came out in that dump of WikiLeaks talking about the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence on Earth. I know it sounds crazy to have it in this type of channel, in this type of fashion, connected to people like Podesta, uh, you know, who is so closely related to the Hillary Clinton campaign and she's running for president. It, are we close? Are we close to disclosure? Are we finally going to get that admission that, hey, we are not alone and we have been visited? Well, in this episode, like I said, I'm going to break down some more of these emails, uh, you know, and see where that goes. So I invite you to, number one, listen to what I'm going to say, what I'm going to put together based on the intel that's coming in through WikiLeaks. Keep an open mind here, regardless whether you believe it, whether you don't believe it, come to this with an open mind, with the goal of finding the truth. And I ask that you check the the references that I'm giving out here and that you take it a step further and continue to do your own research as I will continue to do. I wish I could dedicate, you know, 10 hours a day to this right now and make more phone calls and do more searching. I I don't have the time at this point. Um, But... I will continue to do my due diligence. And I want to caveat that with, I, I shared an article on my Facebook feed, facebook.com slash truthseeker, T-R-U-T-H-S-E-I-K-E-R. I shared an article uh, last week 
And again, sometimes I share things real quick because I want to get into them. Uh, at a later point, I want to research it and look at it because it's relevant. And it was an article that was relevant to the podcast I released last week, and it made claims that WikiLeaks with Podesta's, you know, through Podesta's account, discussed a reptilian presence on Earth. So I, I glanced at it. Within the article itself, it had a screenshot of the email, and it talked about reptos in Sector 4 are growing concerned over the Trump-Putin connection. We need to work on this. Grays are good. It goes into all this fantastic language. And so immediately, you know, I, I wanted to look into this even further, but I, you know, I shared it there on Facebook, bookmarked it. Finally got into it today. Today is Saturday, October 22nd. I waited to the last minute to do this show because I wanted to get as current of information as I can because I release the shows each week on Saturday. So I sat down. Now we're at about two, three hours ago. I sat down and started reading this email or this article again. I'm like, okay, there's interesting stuff in this article. What's the source of it? Where is the WikiLeak? And the the reference number that it gave, I think it was 10284. I entered that into the WikiLeaks, comes up a completely different email. I ran searches based on, you know, who the sender was to Podesta, found nothing. I ran searches on the keywords that were in this email through WikiLeaks, found nothing. My conclusion is that this email that was, that was sent was a fake false email, um, Again, because that language is so fantastic, that was my suspicion, but it pisses me off because you've got these people sharing stuff and, and creating false images out there to throw people off the scent. Why? Because it sounds fantastic and it's clickbait. So be careful what you consume out there. I'm not going to spend any more time on this garbage that's out there. Be careful what you click on. When you click on something, do your due diligence because there is something to this, and that's what I'm going to get into right now. There is something to this that warrants further investigation. Okay, so we had another several more dumps of emails coming through. Um, you know, so the ones that I just came across, I'm going to start now. Bear with me because again, I've been I expected to have this research done within an hour and prep for the show, and three hours later, I'm still sitting here and haven't started the show. So I've got notes scribbled on pieces of paper here, and then I'm clicking between multiple windows, multiple screens on my computer. So I just ask for your patience. Uh, but again. Please come to this with an open mind. And remember that we are in such an interesting time right now, a tense time, as this political debate is ramping up and we're growing closer and closer, would we less than three weeks away from this giant election that the world is watching between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and third parties. Let me stress that out there. But the focus is being driven on one man and one woman who it seems that most of the world agrees nobody really likes as the top choice. That's not we America and the world deserves better. But we continue to argue over or now just roll our eyes at the, the information that's coming out in WikiLeaks about Clinton and the crazy things that Donald Trump sometimes seems to say and the accusations that are made against Donald Trump. We can do better. My personal philosophy is do not be distracted. Remember that there are other things, more significant things, more powerful things that are going on in the world around us that we seem to be turning a blind eye to. If not a blind eye, the noise of this political debacle is distracting or 
or softening the noise that we need to be listening to. And this is one of those subjects, the ET UFO disclosure. It's one of those subjects. It's not the only subject, but I don't think that a single political person is going to make the change that we need. I think they may bring us in the direction we don't want to go. My point is, let's remember to continue to look in those other directions during this time when the media that we know is controlled is forcing us to look in one direction. Don't forget what else is out there, what else really matters. I know I'm on a lot of soapboxes today, but it's important that we remember that, that we come to this subject with that understanding is that there are things that are bigger than the presidential election going on in this world, and if we are distracted, we may miss them. So let's start this. I'm going to try and go in order here uh, of, of the dates. And the first date that I have here comes from uh, June 25th, 2014. Now this is from Re- somebody named Rebecca Hardcastle Wright, PhD. She's, she's the founder of the Institute of Exo Consciousness. I haven't done my homework on her yet. I'm just pulling this information from the emails that I'm receiving. Now, let's see here. This one is dated 625-14. Forgive me. There's an older one. Nope. I'm clicking, clicking between a lot of notes here. All right, here we go. June 25th, 2014. The title is regarding... Apollo astronaut Dr. Edgar Mitchell's request for meeting to discuss disclosure to John Podesta. This is from Rebecca Hardcastle Wright. Dear John Podesta, as we move into the last half of 2014, the need for extraterrestrial disclosure intensifies. Thank you for your kind consideration and response to my email. This 4 July weekend, I will meet with President Obama's friend, Ambassador Hamamoto, at the U.S. mission in Geneva during their Independence Day celebration. Well, in Geneva, I will also speak at the U.N. and European Space Agency regarding why we must move forward with disclosure and specific programs such as the man-moon missions since some scientists and others are calling for moon colonization due to what they perceive is happening on Earth. So my questions here are, number one, it, it... I'll make the assumption that Podesta somehow contacted her or responded to her uh, because she says, thank you for your kind consideration and response to my email. So I have yet to see, I want to give a caveat here, I've yet to see a John Podesta response. I'm not saying they're not out there. I haven't come across that in my research through WikiLeaks. So for my truth seekers out there, that's your homework. I'm going to go over a list of homework at the end of this. If we want to figure this out, that's what one of the things we need to be searching for. What are the Podesta responses? Either A, has he responded publicly to, to these emails? Or B, are there WikiLeaks from Podesta to, uh, you know, to Rebecca Wright you know, in response to anything? That's what I'm looking for. Uh, John, with this email... I am requesting a conversation with you and President Obama regarding the next step in extraterrestrial disclosure for the benefit of our country and the planet. So, this, I believe, is the start of it all with the Mitchell email, um, you know, releases, with the Mitchell email chain that's out here. And and this person who's working with Edgar Mitchell, Rebecca Hardcastle, um, you know, this is, I guess, where she's kind of planting the seed, hey, I'd like to meet with you, I'd like to talk about extraterrestrial disclosure to the world 
And she gives a little background here, which I find very interesting. 50 years ago, Battelle Brookings and Rand's studies on UFOs convinced the government to remove knowledge of the extraterrestrial presence from the citizens of our country. These organizations advise with their best information. However, today, much, if not most, of the extraterrestrial reality they examined is known by our citizens. These organizations' resultant strategies and policies of 50 years ago no longer hold credibility and benefit. So what she's saying here, and I'm sure there are researchers out there. This isn't usually my primary focus of research, but I'm sure there are truth seekers out there that have information on the Battelle, Brookings, and Rand studies that they use to convince the government to remove knowledge of extraterrestrial presence. If you have links to that, if you have information to that, please email it to me at servicechange.com. There's a contact form. Subscribe to my newsletter and just hit the reply button. It comes out every week. I would really like to compile the full picture here. I want to see what she's talking about. This is how an analyst works. Uh, I want to hear what she's talking about. I want to know more about this study, what it was, and what they released. So that's some homework right there. She continues, five decades of UFO information have dramatically shifted the public awareness of an extraterrestrial presence, and yet our government is still operating from outdated beliefs and policies. These are detrimental to trust in government transparency, science, religion, and responsible citizenry embracing the next step in our country's space travel and research. I agree wholeheartedly. We don't trust the government, and a big part of that for a lot of us out there is because they refuse to acknowledge something that contradicts what many of us have first-hand experience and knowledge of, and other of us have just by piecing together different pieces of research are seeing that, hey, what we have uncovered and what the government is saying doesn't jive. So I, I agree with what she's saying there. So she says, there's three disclosure issues are prominent. One, planet sustainability via next generation energies such as zero point energy. Two, galactic travel and research undertaken as an advanced species aware of the extraterrestrial presence, not as uninformed explorers who revert to colonialism and destruction which we have a history of. And three, the example of a confident, engaged government who respectfully regards the wisdom and intellect of its citizens as we move into space. So I know that Edgar Mitchell was a huge proponent of zero-point energy. In the emails I covered last week, uh, he was talking about working that the fact that we're working with extraterrestrial intelligences to bring zero-point energy to Earth. So this is, you know, is kind of their goals there. Uh, I respectfully receive your response to my request for conversation on disclosure. Warmest regards, Edgar Mitchell, uh, Chief Science Officer and Founder of Quantrack, Apollo 14 astronaut, sixth man to work on the moon. Okay, forgive me. This was from Mitchell, CC'd Rebecca Hardcastle. Let me look at this here. <clears throat> this was sent from Rebecca. This email I just read. I guess... Mitchell wrote it. Somehow Rebecca Hardcastle got it. She then sent it to uh, Aaron Sepp. Now, Aaron Sepp seems to be... I have her title here. Again, forgive me. Aaron M. Sepp, Special Assistant to the Counselor to the President. Okay, so they're they're writing directly to the you know the counselor, one of the president's advisors, trying to get this type of uh, you know she's writing she's advising Podesta. I think this was the time that Podesta was working you know under the president. So that's why they're writing to Aaron. So then, 
number two, on July 18th, 2014. Miss Sepp responds, received, exclamation park. Thanks, Rebecca. Sorry for the delay. It's been a heck of a month. John would likely take this meeting alone first before involving the president, so let me ask him if he can do this in August. He'll be in town August 11th to the 22nd. Is Dr. Mitchell planning to be in town then? Thanks, Aaron. So Aaron responded to Rebecca saying, okay, let's set up, we can you know, most likely set up a meeting to talk about this disclosure. So John's an open-minded guy and wants to hear about it. The third email dated uh, July 29th, 2014. This one's from Rebecca, again, to Aaron and to John Podesta. And this is again, uh, July 29th, 2014. Still in the same thread. Dear Aaron, Dr. Mitchell is available for a meeting with John Podesta as of the week of August 11th, but will not be able to come to D.C. He would like me to attend the meeting, and then we patch him in via Skype. So she's going to go in his stead, it sounds like, and then they'll Skype him in. Thanks for getting back to me on this with a date and time. Uh, you know, and then she gives you know her her signature with all her links to you know who she is. So uh, I plan on going through this and looking at all her links, and uh, I'd like to try to contact her and see if she can comment and maybe shed some light on this. Go right to the source. Um, you know, hopefully she can have some more information for us about this discussion and would eliminate the need for me to sit here and go through her personal and private emails that were released through WikiLeaks to John Podesta, but. In the spirit of disclosure, I will press on. <clears throat> so the next email uh, I have as number four, dated October 1st, 2014. This is from, uh, according to WikiLeaks, Edgar Mitchell's email account. Uh, but I think this was written by, yeah, Terry Donovan Mansfield, who's the director of Quantrecht. ETI, the Peace Task Force. He wrote this on behalf of Edgar Mitchell. This one's pretty interesting. This email says, he wrote, Hugs, Aaron. Dr. Edgar Mitchell asks that I write to Mr. Podesta and you regarding his meeting in Washington, D.C. with John to discuss disclosure and zero-point energy. So it sounds to me, as of October 2014, they still hadn't met. As John is aware, more than 20 countries, including the Vatican, have released top-secret papers discussing extraterrestrial incidents on Earth over many years. The U.S. has not participated in disclosure yet. Attending the meeting with Dr. Mitchell will be the following. Mr. Dan Hill, Catholic philanthropist. Dr. Michael Mansfield, Catholic retired Air Force colonel. Mrs. Terry Mansfield, Catholic consultant replacing Dr. Rebecca Wright for Dr. Mitchell in this matter. Side note, research, truth seeker homework. Uh, again, this is not my primary area of research. If you have information on who these people are, I'd like to know more about them. Send it my way. Again, contact links at serviceofchange.com in the show notes or through the secret newsletter, which you can subscribe to. I'd like to find out more of who these people are. He goes in briefly what I'm about to read as to you know some of their, their background. Because of his own background as a Catholic, we feel it is imperative that John be aware of the Vatican's interest in ETI, extraterrestrial intelligence, and in sustainability for our planet. So they're appealing to uh, Podesta's religious background now and connections to the Vatican and extraterrestrial intelligence. The Vatican has hosted global sem seminars on the repercussions of humans interacting with ETI and how this will fa affect religion and consciousness. Well, of course it will, because we grew up believing that we were the center... We were God's sole creation. We were, you know, the most important species that God created. And, 
blah, 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 blah. So now saying that there's aliens out there that exist separate from us when we actually realize just how big the universe is, that changes our man-centered belief that we are the most important thing in the world. We are not. That doesn't mean we're not important in certain ways. Don't take it that way. But it changes things. It sounds like, I mean, we know the Vatican obviously is aware of that. They want to continue to have followers, so they need to adapt to what science is saying. Jumping back to the email, the Vatican's observatory is located here in Arizona, and its top astronomers, including Father Jose Funes and Brother Guy Concel Magno, who have met with Pope Francis, have publicly stated that God's creation could very well include other intelligent life, and that would mean they are our, quote, brothers. Now, this is, for me, a little red flag is going up with this. I'm going to go back to the email in a minute. If you go back and listen to last week's show, I made the connections to the late Bill Cooper. And he warned about a false flag alien invasion. Again, put your tinfoil hat on. I know this sounds crazy. But just hear it out again. And go back and listen to last week's show. I'm not going to do a complete repeat of it. But I'm going to come to something that I found. uh, Theghostdiaries.com talking about Project Bluebeam. And what Bill Cooper said about the imminent false flag alien invasion. He said there's four, there's supposedly four parts to the implementation of Project Bluebeam. These strategies include, one, the dissolution of major religions due to archaeological discoveries disproving them. I got into that in the last show. A holographic space show in which deities and aliens appear as our overlords. It's not clear how these two would coexist. Uh, you know, And then, uh, again, if you want to hear the other two points, listen to last week's show, but talking about these as our overlords or as our creators or in this case as our space brothers to embrace them to bow down to them to you know if they're here that's just something we need to be cautious of uh, if they show up if this information comes out and they say hey these aliens are our space brothers maybe not okay just be cautious if anybody tells you to follow obey um, or blindly believe something So let's continue on. They say, we work with a specific ETI from a contingent universe. They are nonviolent and in complete obedience to God. That's the scary word, obedience. Be cautious of obedience. Why should we have to obey if we are free, if we have free will, if we are sovereign consciousness? We should be able to exist without the need to obey anything. Now, you can have your own belief system. You can have your own faith, your own spirituality. I think that's important. But when I hear the word obedience, it makes me think of tyranny, regardless of what that obedience is to. You can have loyalty. You can have love. But obedience is a scary word for me. Okay, moving on. Our ETI's connection to Zero Point Energy is obvious in that their purpose is to guide Edgar's international contract science team to apply their Zero Point Energy research for humanity, to move away from the use of fossil fuels, which are so, dil- uh, big word for me, uh, deleterious to our fragile planet. Quantrex Science Intuitive 
Dr. Suzanne Medelisan, also a practicing Catholic, advises the Quantrek team as to the specific tau neutrino, which is the foundation for zero-point energy, something CERN scientists have begun to study, as well as scientists all over the planet. Because of the recent demonstrations addressing the overwhelming issue of climate change and President Obama's own concern, we feel the timing is perfect to meet with John to map out a plan involving disclosure in zero-point energy. After having met with U.S. Ambassador Pamela Hamamoto at the U.N. mission in Geneva on July 4th, Edgar announced to Swiss media that he intends to return to the moon on a spaceship fueled by zero-point energy at age 116 years. Thank you for letting us know three possible dates and times for our meeting with John so we can prepare travel logistics. So, it sounds like, uh, you know, Aaron has set up three dates for them to meet with John. I haven't heard a response from John yet, but from his uh, assistant, it sounds like they, they suggested three dates. I haven't seen that official email. Now, um, one of my questions here, again, are ETI's connection. Who is this ETI that they're connecting. Let me step back. That's not what this sentence means. But it reads as if they're working with an ETI. I want to understand that connection. Somebody's working with an ETI if it's helping to bring zero-point energy. Is there a physical being that's here? Are we talking channeled information? Are we talking remote viewing contact? What is their method of contact with this intelligence? I think that's important to know. So truth seekers, again... Start digging. Do some research. See what you can find out uh, in regards to that. The next email I have, let's see here. This one is dated October 7th, 2014. It's called Exo Consciousness. Again, it's from Rebecca directly, Rebecca Wright directly to John Podesta. Dear John, I trust you enjoyed reading Exo Consciousness, maybe becoming Exo Conscious. I have high regard for your commitment to disclosure of the extraterrestrial presence. Your commitment marks a pivotal time on Earth. Would you like to go to lunch? I feel our conversation would be enlightening for both of us, an opportunity to share. So, uh, I'm guessing she sent him a, her book. I have not reviewed Exo Consciousness. I don't know anything about it. Again, I'm just trying to get as much information out as I can. I know I have a lot of questions and blank spots that may fill in some holes once I get to look at them or if you've looked at them and can provide a summary, I'd love to hear about it. But it's a searching point, again, for truth seekers out there. Here's what we can find. I'd like to know more about the book. Um, if he actually read it, did they go to lunch? Have they met? How did he get it? Did she put it in the mail? I don't know. So that's where I am with that point. So, um, more emails here. I have as number six. <clears throat> We're looking at June 11th, 2015. Forgive me as I scroll through what I've got here. Looks like Aaron Sepp as well. Dear John, in ongoing request for our Skype talk to discuss disclosure and the difference between our contingencies, contingent universe nonviolent obedient ETI and the celestials of this universe, and because Hillary and Bill Clinton were were intimates of Lawrence Rockefeller, who had an avid interest in ETI, I direct your attention to Scott Jones, PhD. In Scott's book Voices from the Cosmos, he describes himself as an octogenarian in full karmic payback made following 30 years in the military, half in combat arms, half in intelligence. He, his 
he references you in his ETI matter as well as the Catholic Church. Disclosure is now a top priority for ETI itself in protection of the people. Thank you for giving me three dates and times when you are available to Skype with Terry Mansfield and me about Disclosure and ETI. Uh, it says, best regards, Edgar. Um, but again, this is from Terry D. Mansfield. So here's my confusion here. I'm looking at the email address, and this is the email address with Terry's tag name, but it's the same email account that Edgar Mitchell has been using. So I don't know if Edgar is writing on Terry's account or if Terry has taken over Edgar's account. It sounds like Edgar and Terry are somehow connected, and one of them is using the other ones because the signature line of this email says, Best regards, Edgar. My apologies for confusion, but it says from Terry Mansfield to, you know, the, the from line says from Terry Mansfield, but the signature says Edgar Mitchell. Now, I know this sounds boring, what I'm going through right here, but this is analysis. And, and again, maybe there's people that are smarter than me, that are quicker than me. Maybe I'm just overwhelmed because I'm doing this on the air right now. But that, these are discrepancies, I think, that we need to, to iron out. Who's writing this email? Um, you know, is it Terry? Is it Edgar? Who's the speaker on this? It's important. Okay, so that's the 2000, uh, June 11th, 2015 email. I'm sorry, 2000, yeah, 2015. Jumping back now uh, to the emails that I covered last week. July 18th, um, January 18th, 2015. Uh, it's from Edgar Mitchell from that same Terrible Billionaires email account. Still hasn't met, according to this email. It is urgent that we agree on a date and time to meet to discuss disclosure and zero-point energy at your earliest available after your departure from the administration. If you want to hear more about that email, listen to last week's podcast. He, again, talks about the Catholic Church, uh, you know, and basically trying to sell his case to get a time to meet with Edgar Mitchell. I'm sorry, with John Podesta. Then the next email I have in here uh, is from August 18th, 2015. It's from Edgar Mitchell to John Podesta. Dear John, because the war in space is heating up, I felt you should be aware of several factors as you and I schedule our Skype talk. I don't think they've met. I think maybe John has given them a few dates. And now let's keep in mind this started in... What's my first date that I have here? June 25th, 2014. I think that was one of the first emails where this correspondence started. Sometime in June 2014, I think is when Mitchell and his party started reaching out to John Podesta and his party trying to schedule a meeting. And now here we are over a year later, uh, August 18th, 2015, still trying to schedule a meeting. I don't know if they've met at all or not, but... Mitchell's saying things, you know, and again, I covered this last week, talking about they're working with an extraterrestrial intelligence, and this extraterrestrial intelligence will not tolerate any forms of military violence on Earth or in space. And he attached a treaty that, that I guess he prepared, and it's in a Word document. You know, the links to this WikiLeak are in the show notes, and you can read the treaty for yourself. Um... 
this is not any form of official treaty that's as far as I know that has been signed by any government. I think this is Mitchell's attempt to go forward with disclosure and get nations to sign on to this, superpower nations to sign on to this treaty, basically agreeing they will not weaponize space. And I know there's a wealth of information out there about the weaponization of space. This treaty is basically getting the leaders of the nations to agree we won't put weapons in space. I'm going to go off the deep end for a minute and and explore this, just saying, you know, if aliens and extraterrestrial intelligence really do exist, that makes me nervous. Uh, uh, You know, it does make me nervous talking about not having any weapons, because what if they're not really these trustworthy beings that they make themselves out to be? But I don't have enough information on it, so I'm not going to go too deep into that, because I don't have enough concrete facts in here to say they are there, they're not there, so why go any deeper? But looks like Mitchell's Mitchell's pushing, or was pushing, with this treaty... They're there, but they don't want us to be weaponized in space because they don't want to have any security threats to them, I would assume. So that's what we have. The last uh, email that I that I have found so far from Mitchell to John Podesta talking about the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence. Now, within these email threads, I have not seen any response from John or any acknowledgement of John Podesta saying aliens exist. I want to clarify that. Now, it's important not to confuse the two, not to blurry to blur that line. Does Podesta have an interest in extraterrestrials and UFOs? Absolutely. He's publicly stated he regrets not securing disclosure. There's an, you know, he publicly stated in a there's a Huffington Post article that I'll have in the show notes at serviceofchange.com as well. Um it's titled John Podesta. I've convinced Hillary Clinton to declassify UFOs under Weird News at the Huffington Post.com. This is written by Lee Spiegel. I think the American people can handle the truth about this, Clinton's campaign chairman said. This was uh, first published March 3rd, 2016, updated March 28th, 2016. John Podesta, campaign chairman for the Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton and a longtime advocate for government disclosure of UFO files, said Clinton is ready to look into the issue. I've talked to Hillary about that, Podesta told KLS TV Politics, now co-host Steve Sabellis during a campaign stop in Las Vegas. There are still classified files that could be declassified. He continued, I think I've convinced her that we need an effort to kind of go look at at that and declassify as much as we can so that people have their legitimate questions answered. More attention and more discussion about unexplained aerial phenomenon can happen without people who are in public life who are serious about this being ridiculed. So he wants to be able to have a serious discussion without people you know, ridiculing those in public office or in the public eye from being made fun of and discredited and picked on. I commend that. Uh, I think that's wonderful that he wants to have this information declassified. You know, there is information out there in an official manner that we need to know about. Uh, this article that I'm reading quotes Bill Clinton because, it, you know, it, you know what, let me just read it. Uh, Podesta made it clear that the UF question has been discussed with Clinton KLS reporter George Knapp. 
uh, you know, and George Knapp, if you know, he, he does, um, you know, with his coast to coast stuff, does a great job. Clinton, the Democratic front runner, made headlines in January when he told the Conway Daily Sun newspaper in New Hampshire that she would get to the bottom of the mystery behind unexplained aerial objects. UFOs have been hovering around Clinton and her husband, former President Bill Clinton, for decades. A 2005 speech in Hong Kong, Bill Clinton told about his efforts to look into the phenomenon. I did attempt to find out if there were any secret government documents that reveal things, and if there were, they were concealed from me too. I wouldn't be the first president that underlings have lied to or that career bureaucrats have waited out, but there may be some career person sitting around somewhere hiding these dark secrets, even from elected presidents. But if so, they successfully eluded me, and I'm almost embarrassed to tell you I did try to find out. Podesta, who was Bill Clinton's White House chief of staff for years, has called on the U.S. government to to declassify UFOs files. In a 2002 speech at the National Press Club in Washington, he said, I think it's time to open the books on questions that have remained in the dark on the question of government investigation of UFOs. It's time to find out what the truth really is, that what the truth really is that's out there. We ought to do it because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. After spending a year as President Barack Obama's senior advisor, Podesta tweeted on February 13, 2015, that his biggest regret was not securing the disclosure of the UFO file. So we know Podesta has publicly stated that he wishes he could dis- you know, secure disclosure on UFO files. Tying it back to the WikiLeaks that have come out from Edgar Mitchell, Mitchell's encouraging Podesta to disclose this information. It doesn't sound like... Mitchell's information is the official government classified information. So I think Mitchell's trying to give him a background from his point of view and push the zero-point energy uh, agenda and technology. Now, again, um, did they ever meet? I I don't think so. I don't think that Podesta has ever met up with Edgar Mitchell regarding this. Um, Edgar Mitchell passed away on February 4th, 2016. I was trying to find information about his death. I I only searched for about 20 minutes. If you have information on his death, the specifics, I'd be curious to know about it before, you know, our conspiracy brains get too carried away with this. Oh my gosh, was Edgar killed because he was trying to make, you know, this disclosure happen because he's reaching out. Did he get too close to something? You know, as somebody who wants to keep people interested in my show I want to sit there and make that illusion I want to say it is odd that he had this going on for over a year with Podesta trying to set up a meeting kept pushing for it pushing for it and then right when he thinks he's going to have this meeting set up and they're going to talk about his extraterrestrial intelligence contact and uh, you know disclosure Mitchell dies on again February 4th 2016 just a few months after his final email to Podesta uh, you know, according to the article I found, DailyMail.co.uk, Edgar Mitchell died at a hospice in West Palm Beach, Florida, on Thursday night after a short illness. His daughter said she was in hospice. He died quickly, or his, or his illness was short and quick. I don't know. I don't know enough about it before I start making those claims and those accusations. I encourage you to do the same or not to do the same as well. Don't immediately start making those conclusions that Edgar Mitchell was taken out because we just don't know at this point. But it's interesting. Uh, I don't think they ever met. Um, If, you know, Podesta was really as pro-disclosure as he's talking about, why didn't he make the time to meet with the former Apollo astronaut? Uh, I know there's 
some controversy about Mitchell. I found an article from heavy.com from 2016, February 5th, 2016. This was the day after he died. Edgar Mitchell and Aliens, Five Facts You Need to Know. I'll have this link in the show notes. I'm just going to read the headings here, and you can look further into it. Uh, Edgar Mitchell, number one, Edgar Mitchell believed UFOs belonged to aliens, including one at the Roswell crash. Number two, he said he met with officials from three countries who had personal encounters with aliens. Number three, Mitchell said there is a huge alien cover-up, but NASA is not involved. They have a Fox News interview from July 25th, 2008 with Edgar on there at this link. Number four, he had other controversial views including remote healing and ESP. Again, I don't think that view needs to be so controversial anymore. I think we have the science behind it. We're starting to understand that right now. I cover that in other podcasts. If you haven't checked them out, I suggest you do so. Number five, he did not believe aliens stopped nuclear war despite media claims in 2011. You can read more about that again in the show notes at serviceofchange.com. So, so far, the Podesta emails through WikiLeaks, in my opinion, say nothing about Podesta's interest in extraterrestrial intelligence on Earth. I want to correct myself a little bit to what I said in last week's show. I was going on an assumption that this was a two-way conversation. As far as I can see, this conversation has been one way in regards to actually discussing any existence of ETs. Seems to all be coming from Mitchell and his party. If there was a response from Podesta, I've yet to see those emails, but they did allude to it. The response was simply, let's set up some dates to talk. We're interested in what you have to say. But Podesta hasn't released any information in these emails that I see saying, yep, you're right, extraterrestrials exist, or yes, I know there's ETs. I haven't seen anything like that from the Podesta campaign. I I wish that was there. I really do. I would love to see that acknowledgement, but it's not there. So I need to retract my statement from the last podcast I did saying that, you know, this is a Gmail account that was going to Podesta and this was uh, an AOL account from Mitchell. Podesta should know better, even though he's attached to the Hillary Clinton campaign and they're already in trouble with emails about discussing sensitive information. It doesn't sound like he did, as far as I can see, say anything that would get him in trouble as far as in terms of classified information about UFOs and aliens. That's what I'm seeing as someone who's been in the intel business um, you know, and just analyzing the back and forth between them. I've yet to come across it. So for truth seekers out there, uh, please continue to do your due diligence. Uh, reach out to me. There's more of an interest in this than I than I thought, but I still don't think it's getting enough attention. Um, we need to know: Did they ever meet? Uh, did Podesta ever send a response beyond the dates that you know he was offering to have this actual meeting? Uh, and, and more information on how Mitchell died. We also need to reach out to the people in Mitchell's party and find out a little bit more about his contacts and who they were. I think we have something interesting here worth pursuing. So uh, please do your homework. Please reach out if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the Secret Newsletter. It's free. It's at serviceofchange.com. You'll get immediate free access to read my free ebook, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are. And don't forget, uh, please follow me on Facebook. Uh, you know, I, I get frustrated each week. Uh, I'm sharing stuff every day. Not my stuff, just stuff I come across that's worth reading, that's worth investigating. Facebook's showing it to 1% 1 of my followers, if that. Three people have 
been exposed to it. Five people, one person. Really great stories, really great articles about all this type of stuff and beyond. Um, so I encourage you, like the page and interact with the page because there's good information on there. Facebook.com slash truthseeker, T-R-U-T-H-S-E-I-K-E-R. Links also at servicetochange.com. And lastly, another great way to support the show, the show's on SoundCloud, it's on iTunes. I'm behind on YouTube, but those are getting updated this week. It's also on YouTube. Subscribe to whichever medium you use primarily. Subscribe to it. Comment, like, share, make it a favorite. Give iTunes, give it a rating. That helps get this information out there. If you found this information interesting, if you found it helpful, please have some kind of interaction with it because the algorithms of the internet help expose it to more people. And that's my goal. So I'm asking for your help on that. That's all the time I have. Uh, you know, with this episode of the Secret Podcast. Again, I want to hear from you. Service to change.com. There's all the links you'll ever need regarding this stuff. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been the Seeker Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Thank you.